0: Welcome friends to another R slash Nuclear Revenge video. If you're ready to get revenge against the YouTube algorithm with me, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. And speaking of nuclear revenge, I've put a link to a TikTok page in the comments who's taking my videos and re-uploading them with no credit. So you want to help me get a little nuclear revenge of our own? And whilst you're there, you can also find the official Storytime TikTok page. Check it all out down below. That said, our first story of the day is by EastPianist2731 I put my first job out of business after 8 years working there. Okay, so I live in a relatively small city in North Carolina and started working at the young age of 14 as a dishwasher, soon working my way up through the restaurant over 2 years. Settle in cause this is a long one and I hope you all enjoy it. The original owner of the restaurant slash bar, a 50 plus year old woman, had a grown interest in selling the restaurant. After 10 years of great reviews, and honestly it became the best place in town to go to. A younger male walked in one day through the kitchen door. In the start, I thought he was a new employee, finding out later that night he was the one interested in buying the restaurant. And the sale went smoothly. Fast forward a year, and the new owner, let's call him Herb, denied the only time I'd ever asked for a raise. The $7.50 an hour I started on was not a living wage. He told me I didn't work hard enough when I'd gone as far as to wait on tables and cook, as well as many of the cleanup and maintenance jobs, on top of my job of being their dishwasher. Thankfully for me at the time, my manager, who had listened through the office door, called him out on the BS. She got me my raise. Nonetheless, a few months into it, Herb let several coolers which held meat break down, and refused to fix them or get a new one. My nice manager couldn't take getting the backlash of always being blamed for things breaking down. Herb's the owner, it was his money, he had to approve anything we did. So on the night we celebrated her 10 year anniversary of working there, she ate the cake my sister and I made her, then also proceeded to quit on the spot right after. The responsibility of management fell onto my sister and she was forced to take the promotion with no raise or anything. She managed for nine months, only to feel unheard for any issues she brought up with equipment or workers. She always would be told, no, we can't do that. And after she had had enough trying to convince him on repairs, we were left without a manager for a period of time, and he was forced to drive the three hours to come and manage the restaurant himself. A few weeks after, a new manager was hired, and another man was hired to be my help in the kitchen and me being the head cook at this point in time, I taught him the ups and downs of the kitchen. And this man, he was kind and caring at first, but he kissed butt so much that I was overlooked for the kitchen manager position. The guy I loved to watch football with in the kitchen on my phone, using my speaker on the slow Sundays, changed into a brutal butt hat. He would cuss at the waitresses and try to physically fight me on the daily. He and I were there to open the kitchen alone and would be joined by waitstaff an hour later. She went as far as to buck up to try to fight one of the waitresses one day. When she had mentioned, she heard everything he said to me before she walked in. She said, I'm done with your crap. You can either apologize or you can get the freak out. Hope he's been here a lot longer than you and you were trained by him. And yet you think you can disrespect him? Heck no. As the man raised his hand to try to smack her, I punched him in the face and in return got slammed into the already broken coolers. You do not hit a woman ever. Fast forward a few months later, and after everyone sees the side of him, they realize I wasn't playing about him being a grade A jerk. Many of us tried to tell Herb about his actions, but were met with, it can't be that bad, he's so nice. Finally, after not being heard or listened to for so long, I began planning how to quit. I had it all planned out, and when we had the meeting, I walked in in a suit, already having found a place with, at that time my fiancé, and a new job far from home. Everyone knew I was overdressed, and had questions, and I filled them in on the walkout plan, yet the mean manager was nowhere in sight. After enjoying the meeting and being called on for my opinions on how to boost sales, and better the restaurant, I looked at Herb and answered sarcastically, Oh me? Now you want to hear what I have to say? Getting in a serious tone now, I stand up and told him, why would I help a business, much less an owner of this business, better themselves, when I've been blown off for months? Anything I had to tell you. I was bullied for months, and when I mentioned it, I was brushed off. Have a great freaking day, Herb, because you quite literally don't have a cook now. Today is moving day, and I'm moving over four hours away to a better job one with an owner who will listen and respect their workers and not force us to try and cook green slimy chicken past its expiration date. I quit. He begged for me to stay because he'd finally fired the mean manager. He said, "'Is there any possible way I could get you to stay?' I looked at him and repeated the words he always told us when we mentioned equipment needing to be repaired or replaced in his exact customer support accent. "'No, we can't do that,' As I walked out, he followed, begging me to stay, and said he finally did what was needed of him. I simply told him, too little, way too late, and proceeded to walk out, and what followed was all the coworkers on my side stood up and left too. This is not where it ends. He had purposefully not given me my W-2 forms for taxes, and after a few days of harassing him for my tax papers, I got them. Then, I received a letter from the IRS, saying there was a problem with my tax forms, therefore I couldn't receive my tax refund. Calling up the IRS, I found he had not submitted any of the forms he was supposed to as our employer, and when contacting him to rectify the situation, he proceeded to say, hmm, I don't recall employing any of you this year, after all, you all left with no reason or right. Little did he know, I record every conversation on my phone and I reported him to the IRS. Attached to the email, I sent in the voice recording in an mp3 format. I also sent in photocopies of my check stubs and copies of my w-2s, along with informing my co-workers having issues with their taxes to do the same. Herb has since lost his business, his business license, his wife left them and took their kids after finding out about his fraud. Herb's now facing upwards to 60 years in prison now for multiple counts of tax fraud. It turns out we were not the only business he owed and refused to pay taxes or file the correct tax forms when needed. He had withheld the safety precaution pay during COVID and used all of it to fix the restaurant. He messed up and I could just sit back happily typing this with a smile knowing this jerk got what was coming to him. For all of you wondering whether I ever got my taxes and my money, yes I finally did as of yesterday. Does hearing stories like this make you want to record every phone call conversation that you have with your employer? Or really like any business you're doing? Or is that just too much work or too much of a hassle? Or maybe even like an invasion of privacy? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by Dignified Dingo, how a friendship was broken. This story is 100% true and I even left in the parts that I really didn't want to admit to. I was 18 years old in 2001 and just started getting into the party scene. I liked the drugs, I like the dance music, I'm an introvert and I was trying to become social. During this time, I met some friends. John became my best friend for a decade and Brian. At the time, I had just totaled my car, so John would drive for me, and we did everything together. He liked the same sports as me, was very giving, and was down to do all the crazy stuff that I would impulsively want to do. As a thanks for him being such a good friend, I would pay for gas and drugs. At the time, I was dealing white powder and ecstasy, not major dealing but I usually had it on me, and John would never pay for what I gave him. Brian was a rave child, already pretty burnt out from stuff. But he was a lot of fun, knew lots of people, introduced me to the rave scene. Now, I worked and was dealing on the side, so I had okay money. I would start paying for Brian to get into clubs and for substances sometimes. He was kind of a mooch though, so I started cutting him off. Then things started going missing. He stole my expensive sunglasses, he stole substances and money from me, he stole from other dealers, and there were people looking for him. I finally cut him out of my life when he stole some X from me and fed it to a girl so he could hook up with her. Now, this girl and I had already hung out two weeks, and we made out, but I'm slow to make moves. I'm an introvert and don't have many relationships, and Brian had a beautiful girlfriend who was part of our friend group and pulls this crap. A couple weeks later, I see his girlfriend at the bank, and I say, screw Brian, and just so you know, he cheated on you. She came over to my house to talk about it, and later that night, she and I hooked up. I guess it was a revenge screw for her to get back at Brian. I was hoping it would be more than that. Something like a month later, I get a call from Brian saying he heard I'm selling some stuff and says he wants to buy it. The whole phone call felt off, and I was pretty sure something was up. I told him to come stop by to get it. John was with me and had a 45 in his truck. I told him to go get it since this felt off. He grabbed it and stuffed it in his waistband and we waited for brian to show up brian shows up with two friends we talk a little bit he hands me some money for the stuff i hand him the stuff then he brings up that he heard i slept with his girlfriend i told him if he wants to talk about this or handle it let's go over here and handle it just then one friend tackles john to the ground the other pins me john's fighting the other guy while my arms are pinned behind me and brian's punching and kicking me in the face I have some earrings and he rips them out of my ears. He then steals the rest of the stuff I had on me but leaves the money he just gave me for the stuff he paid for Freaking idiot! and all three of them take off running. I go to pull the 45 from John's waistband but he blocks me from grabbing it and tells me it's not worth it. I found out the next day that the whole reason Brian did that was for a quick fix before he left town. That night he was on his way across the country to live with his sister. I was livid. I thought about finding where he was living and driving there myself with my 38 special. I was so angry it was affecting my sleep and all my waking moments. For months and months this went on. 10 months later, I'm at a friend's house when there's a knock on the door. I turn around as the door opens and it's Brian. He says, is Michael here? Then noticed me and says, never mind, slams the door and runs. I find out that he burned all his bridges at his sister's house and had to move back with his parents. A week later, I go to my friend's house and have him call Brian over. John talked me into leaving my gun in the car. He had a small bat to regulate with, but I told him this was between Brian and I and told him to stay back unless things go bad for me. Did some powder, gave John powder, and we were ready to go. The house had a 20-foot walkway to it with railings and a car was parked at the end of it and had tinted windows. We waited in the car until Brian walked up to the door, then I charged out of the car and ran at him as fast as I can. Oh crap, Brian said. Oh crap is right, I said as I smashed him as hard as I could in the face. We fought for a minute while John stood at the end of the walkway with the bat in his hand. Brian had one good punch on me that ended up chipping a tooth from. The powder made me bite down too hard when he hit me. He then made a run for John and punches him in the face. John wasn't having that so he pulled out the bat and started hitting him. Brian fights him for the bat but John's stronger and rips it out of his hands and passes it to me. I start hitting him with the bat as he fought John. I'll give Brian credit though, I told him to lay down and this will go a lot easier, but he stayed fighting the whole time. I started wailing into his back and head and could see the bruises appear on his back as soon as I hit him. He finally went down when I cracked him in the head and fractured his skull. And then once he went down, John punted his head like a 50-yard field goal. Brian was done. As he's bleeding on the porch, Brian then asks me if we can be friends again since we're even. I was like, what the freak? Um, no. He then asks what he has to do so we can leave. I told him to leave his clothes and walk home. You want my clothes? I say, no, I want you to leave them here and go. He went down to his boxers and walked home on a cold October with snow on the ground. Well, I thought we were dealing with this like they do on the streets. He robs me and beats me, so I beat the freak out of him. But no, he goes home to his parents' house and then calls the cops on me. So the cops came and arrested John and I. So I took as much of the blame as I could so John wouldn't go to jail for as long as I did, but he did end up doing some time. I hate jail and prisons, but that night, I was able to sleep knowing Brian was sleeping in the hospital. The story's 20 years old now, since then, I've never had another friend that takes advantage of me. Ryan was the one who taught me a valuable lesson, don't invite people like that into your life. I dealt with a lot of anger issues back then, but I never beat another person like this again and I've learned how to handle anger better. I honestly don't like fighting, but I was so good to this friend who just kept taking and taking and then mugs me. I no longer deal stuff or use them, except for weed. doesn't stop me from freaking up still though, since this wasn't the last time I was arrested. I think the clarification OP gave at the very beginning of the story is kind of nice and I think OP tells this from a very genuine place and kind of saying that although there was nuclear revenge here, OP wasn't necessarily like in the right or like a good guy in this. It was brutal, it was harsh, there was some nuclear revenge taken and there were some very real consequences that came as a result of it. I just kind of wonder if to OP, Was what happened in the end worth all of it? It is definitely a pretty insane story. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.